0: AgBioScience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance.
1: This is AgBioScience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, President and CEO of Agronovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioScience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Global venture capital deal volume has fallen by 50% worldwide since peaking in the first quarter of 2022. That's a new report according to global analyst firm, CB Insights. Despite the decline, companies are still raising capital. Today's guest is here to share more about the current fundraising environment and what it means for innovation, specifically here in Ag Bioscience. Welcome Audra Kapasikas, principal with S2G Ventures, the second most active ag tech investor in America. Audra, this is going to be fun. Thanks for joining us on Ag Bioscience.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Mitch. Looking forward to the discussion today.
1: Oh, we're going to have some fun. This current fundraising environment, though not fun, really tough for companies and investors. Eager to hear all of what you're seeing at S2G. But before we do, Audra, I always love to start with your story. You have been on a journey from a Fulbright scholar to leading one of the top venture capital firms, all corporate development. Audra, share more about your journey to S2G.
2: Yeah, i happy to. So I think <clears throat> if you really want to know me, the thing to know is, well, basically my mom. So my mom immigrated from Lithuania in 1979, and she ended up opening up a bakery that was really central to everything that kind of wove around me as I was growing up. So conversations around the dinner table were around wheat prices and labor issues and butter shortages. And I just I love the food space. I love um, what it represents. So being the daughter of an immigrant, um, my mother would have sooner burned down the bakery uh, before letting me take it over. And so for her, there was always a push towards education and professional exposure. So after university, I did my Fulbright, ended up going into boutique consulting, which is a great way to pick up some solid skill sets. I always recommend it to folks that are coming out of university. And then after that, went into the predictive analytics space and spent about five years there. It was fairly early, but um, some really unique applications around industrial applications of IoT and analytics and um, what we're referring to today in the hype cycle is AI. And while I was there, just spent a lot of time thinking about how I could get back to the food space um, and got to know S2G and here I am. So I feel very fortunate and I, I love what I do and it's a great way to bring together all the different pieces of my, my life.
1: Well, let's start stitching some of those pieces together, Audrey. AgFunder News has named S2G Ventures the second most active ag tech investor in America. Give us a sense. S2G, giant portfolio, lots of companies across the food and ag ecosystem. Share more about S2G and who's in the portfolio.
2: So S2G Ventures, we have about 100 portfolio companies. We manage approximately $1 billion. And we've been in the food and ag space for about 10 years. Um, So we have expanded from food and ag. We're also in the clean energy and ocean space as well. But Food and Ag continues to be our biggest focus area. We have about 65 portfolio companies there. And what we think about is investing across the entire value chain. So having exposure on the Ag and production side of things, about a third of our portfolio is in the middle of the supply chain. Really thinking about things like supply chain optimization, packaging, ingredients, and then uh, at the tail end, we have about a third of our portfolio that's on the CPG side. Um, and I think we'll spend most of our discussion today really digging into the ag and production side of our portfolio. But within that space, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of traction around digitization of the supply chain and um, these technologies that are providing more visibility into what the contextual circumstances are, uh, guidance around decision-making and agronomy. You know, I think there's a lot of different pieces that you could stitch together as you get these proprietary data sets that are made available. Another piece that we're really interested in uh, at the moment is soil health and the ecosystem of tools that can unlock more potential there. Um, So we're spending a lot of time thinking about creative financing solutions um, that could benefit growers as well as risk management. Because at the end of the day, you you have a lot of CPGs that are interested in having more sustainable claims and more sustainable operations. Many of them have made scope three commitments. And our view is that the grower shouldn't bear the brunt of the risk or the cost. And so we're spending a lot of time thinking about what tools need to exist to just create a little bit more balance and distribution across the supply chain and really align financial incentives.
1: I love the commitment to financial incentives. I think so often, you know, whether we're in wave four or wave five of this ag tech revolution, certainly some of those earlier waves have been Really the the producer at the point of production has borne so much of the requirement to act without the opportunity to benefit. Exactly. Financially specifically. And I I think it's a really smart move, Audra, for you and the S2G team to really say, okay, how do we how do we create economics from the point of production to the point of consumption? That's the magic.
2: And you know, generally we spend a lot of time engaging with growers because we really feel like they need a seat at the table. And we're, you know, we're planning to be at COP. We're planning to be at a number of various events. Um, Our chief investment officer is actually going to be having a conversation with Congress in the short term around the application of AI and ag tech. And we really want to have, we want to ensure that growers have a voice uh, at that table and that that voice is reflected in the conversations we're having. So, yeah, it's something that we really we, I think the whole system needs to do a better job of, but it's something that's top of mind
1: for us. Hey, let's dig into what you're seeing right now is you're seeing companies pitch you as you're seeing hundred of your portfolio companies, many of them likely raising capital. What are you seeing in terms of valuation, time to close, this, this sense that I'm getting of more desire of syndication, more folks in a deal, maybe even areas in which you see investors moving to to try to get some safety in this really turbulent time.
2: Yeah, it's a really tough environment right now for entrepreneurs as well as for investors. So, you know, on the entrepreneur and emerging business side, we are seeing a lot of folks fundraising. It's a really tough environment right now. I think a lot of syndicates are taking a hard look at the numbers that companies are coming back to them with and Um, having conversations around how do businesses really have line of sight towards profitability? How do they think about generating ROI for their end customers? And how do they just make sure that um, they're delivering value at the end of the day? And I think the conversation has shifted from, oh, this is a really neat technology and there's a a ton of different applications to let's get into specifics around how you actually apply this technology and and what is the actual benefit to the grower or end user. And so I think that is driving a lot of hard conversations across the industry, candidly. And, you know, the we were in a pretty frothy market for a while. I will say there's a lot of variability by sector. So hmm. depending on the the specific space that you're in, I think this is felt a little bit more strongly than others. You know, for example, our energy fund, there is a lot of capital that is still looking to be deployed there. Similarly, I think folks that have a, a genuine tie towards uh, to sustainability and climate, I think they have an easier time fundraising now. I think the the folks that are really struggling are... Either, you know, folks that are maybe like series A, series B and looking to do larger rounds, I think that capital is quite elusive at the moment. And I think for folks that have had syndicates that have sat around the table for a while on the investor side, there's also a similar dynamic happening where investors have to raise money from LPs as well. And without demonstrating exits or without having some sort of you know, cash realizations, it's really hard to go back and, and raise another fund as an investor. And so your ability to provide new capital to new investments or to weather the storm and run this marathon that you have to run when you're in this space, you know, you're, you're limited. So I do think that's something that's pretty unique about ag tech. The cycles are just so long. This is not a space where you can come in, invest in something and two to three years later, pull your money out. In many instances, we're seeing it takes five, seven, ten years to build these businesses, maybe longer. And so you really need patient capital. And I think at the moment you're seeing kind of a, a separation of investors. So folks that came in and were curious about ag and you have folks that are really committed to the space and making some hard decisions now.
1: Well, we will take a look at what 2024 looks like and how those decisions will be made and how they'll shape the capital markets. We'll do it right after this quick 60-second break. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance.
0: Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years, and together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most.
1: Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Audra Capasincus, Principal with S2G Ventures. Audra, we were just talking about patient capital and this need for maybe a, a reset of expectations with some investors and, and potentially even portfolio companies. I want to dig into maybe the other side of this equation because this is one that I, I feel like is in a world of six to seven percent risk-free returns from interest rate decisions, those companies, big companies, strategic companies with a you know quite a bit of capital on the balance sheet, they're starting to make some moves and maybe even more aggressive moves on acquiring or investing in startups. Given this world, this fundraising environment you just talked through, current interest rate environment on the other side of the equation, do you envision corporates becoming maybe filling some of that A series, series B, series C, series D, that that capital trough? Do you, do you see that as, as maybe part of 2024 in the future?
2: definitely so we we talk about this a lot and we see corporates playing a pretty important strategic role in this ecosystem again like agriculture is just a very very unique industry there's a physical aspect to this industry that can't be underestimated and so when we think about the ability for some of these innovative technologies To really be able to scale up and have a massive impact and to demonstrate to other investors that this is an investable space and this is a a really exciting time in ag tech, we need to demonstrate that these companies have a path to exit and a path towards broad-based adoption. And so I think corporates play a, a really key role in that, whether it's helping think through scale up and getting to a certain level of unit economics. And, you know, what we've seen around our our syndicate tables and the boards that we sit on is these corporates can come in and provide really excellent expertise around manufacturing, distribution. They have access to networks that can help think through things like packaging and product formulation, you know, depending on what what specific product category you're in. So I think there's obviously a role for corporates to play as investors, but I also think that there's just a huge opportunity for partnership. And what we're seeing more so now than, than we saw maybe five years ago was there is an increased desire to come together and partner more and to explore opportunities to form JVs or commercial licensing agreements or other creative structures. And we think that's really great because, you know, I think there's a recognition that no one can go it alone. And I think for a lot of these businesses, the benefit of having a lot of capital deployed into the space was that the the entrepreneurial environment became very rich. There were a lot of emerging businesses that formed, and that's wonderful. But what, what we got to was a system where we had a lot of point solutions and we need a little bit more integration and we need a little bit more connectivity and glue. And I think some of these corporates coming to the table and really playing a role in creating more of an ecosystem of bringing people together. I mean, you see Microsoft doing this, right? Like they have a marketplace, they provide access to a number of vetted vendors or partners that they work with. And so we're really excited about the roles that corporates can play. And, and candidly for us, you know, these amazing technologies have been developed and we want to see them continue to grow and scale and reach end users that could really benefit from them. And so we're really hoping to see more activity on the on the corporate end that just can make sure that these technologies are actually implemented in the future.
1: And it just makes sense. I mean when when you look at from a customer acquisition cost, when you look at lo- lifetime value of customers, when you look at on the on the startup side, when you look at it on the corporate side, And we're talking billions, billions of dollars of cash on the balance sheet, turning five, six, seven percent interest with Treasury. I mean, these big companies are at a really unique position strategically, right, for, for all the reasons, go to market, innovation, but also from a capital standpoint, I feel like we are in an era where they are just so well positioned to make some big moves.
2: S2G Ventures, we spend a lot of time talking about how there needs to be more capital that flows into this space to really enable these businesses to grow and scale and have the capital that they need to to get to the next stage of operations. Um, Our fear is that if we don't demonstrate exits and if we don't demonstrate success of these emerging technologies then a lot of investors that would have potentially considered coming into this space will pull back or will will decline the opportunity to do so. And so I think that getting more kind of wins on the board and demonstrating how the innovation ecosystem and the, the existing kind of corporate infrastructure that exists come together, I think that's a pretty critical piece to continuing to strengthen this ecosystem and making sure that all these different pieces that are are critical to building resilient supply chains and ensuring that we remain competitive in the U.S. from an agricultural perspective, that that continues to be the case. Because we have had a number of conversations with grower co-ops and a number of other groups around the competitive pressures that they're feeling from international markets and we, we firmly believe that the U.S. can continue to compete based on productivity gains. And those are obviously gained through technology improvements and solution improvements. But if you don't have investments in that space or those kind of capabilities don't reach growers, that is an issue and it's going to be harder to compete. And so that's something that we think a lot about, like every Every stakeholder in this ecosystem plays a role and we need to make sure that the incentives are aligned and we're seeing that we're seeing all of this come together in a way that makes sense.
1: Well, Otter, we are just a couple weeks away from a new year, a new start for all of us. As we make our way to 2024, so many folks will begin to share trends, share thoughts on what will shape the market. This is a really interesting position. I mean, we've talked about rising interest rates. We haven't really talked about geopolitical instability, but the world is a a really tough place. We've seen the global slowdown in venture where we started from. What big trends are you and the S2G team looking at for 2024? And and really, how do you envision those trends affecting innovation?
2: We talk a lot about moving from the era of great moderation into this era of great volatility. And we're anticipating that geopolitical instability, that the current interest rate environment, like all of these factors are continuing, will continue to create a challenging environment and will push organizations and governments to really make different decisions and think differently about adding resilience to their supply chains and in particular their food systems. And so we're continuing to double down on our thesis. So we continue to think about how do we push for productivity gains and how do we achieve more efficiencies we think that there's obviously a core element around sustainability and soil health underpinning all of this. And so um, we're thinking a lot about what it'll take, what types of creative financing it'll take to really catalyze this transition and to bring more players around the table to to facilitate this. In terms of specific areas that that we're really focused on in 2024, we are... Very interested in looking at later stage deals because we think that growers are open to more innovative solutions and we're interested in taking a look at businesses that are really either preparing to scale or already scaled and can have a pretty broad-based impact on the space. We're also very interested in soil health and the enabling technologies that are, are in that space. And we're also spending a lot of time on automation and thinking about how that could change approaches to labor and labor issues that folks have experienced across the board. So a handful of areas that we're, we're leaning into. But generally, we, we see an era where there is going to be more complexity and more shifts in the geopolitical space. And so we're thinking a lot about how to add resilience in the supply chain and different strategies across different geographies in order to do that.
1: Okay, Audra, last question. Lots of entrepreneurs listening. Lots of innovators listening. Real quick, lightning. What's the advice? What What do you share with those entrepreneurs who are getting ready to raise capital heading into 2024? What's the one thing you would encourage them to do?
2: There's the saying, ask for money, get advice. Ask for advice, get money. I would recommend that they spend time getting to know investors and really understanding what investors have committed to, to their LPs and what is going to resonate with them. Similar to entrepreneurs, investors have commitments that they've made and they have theses that they need to support. And so I think really understanding where there is a fit and how you fit into an existing portfolio construction or existing thesis is really helpful to an investor. And just being realistic that not everybody is going to fit this particular need, there's a lot of nuance within the investor landscape. And I think it's helpful to spend some time to understand that.
1: This has been a lot of fun. Adar Kapasinkas, Principal, S2G Ventures. Incredible discussion. Thanks so much for joining us on Ag Bioscience.
2: Thanks so much, Mitch. This was fun.
1: And thank you for tuning in today. You can get the latest ag bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier Sam, thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon.
0: This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovusindiana.com.